0: Hi everyone, welcome along to the Phil Hoffman Travel Podcast. Great to have your company as always as we talk about the wonderful world of travel and a very special treat for you today. Not one, but two special guests talking about a destination we've never covered on the podcast before. It gives me great delight to welcome the Williams family. We have Julie. Thank Hello you for coming everyone. in, Julie. And we have Kevin as well. Great to see you, Kevin. How are you, Lee? Very good, thank you. Now, we're in for a treat today because You guys have been to a destination you're going to tell us about on the podcast today that I don't think many people have been to. And we were joking before the podcast started. Maybe I didn't pay enough attention in my geography class at Millicent High School, but I don't know anyone that's been to Iceland. We all know about Iceland. We have a rough idea of what it might be like. We think, well, it's called Iceland. Kevin, it must be covered in ice. And I think that's fairly uh, normal to expect that, It follows its name, unfortunately. It's the exact opposite. (laughs) So you think it's going to be like Antarctica. It'll be white as far as the eye can see, but not the case. No,
1: it was uh, just fields of rolling green, um, lava fields, uh, mosses, lichens, um, small wildflowers. Unfortunately, very few trees. Unfortunately, back in the day, the Vikings, who uh, came across from uh, Scandinavia... Uh, chopped down all the trees for, to build boats, their houses uh, for fires, and so um, they got down to virtually zero trees. Wow. Since the mid fifties, they've been uh, involved in a reforestation project with the aim of getting back to forty percent forest. They're at about five percent at the moment. Wow. So it was. Intriguing to see a landscape with very few trees
0: when once you got out in the countryside. Yeah, of course, because we don't experience that whatsoever. Julie, what makes a couple from Adelaide decide to want to go to Iceland?
2: Iceland's known as the land of fire and ice, and why uh, we wanted to go was to see the great beauty of the, uh, the, of the landscape, uh, be it the volcanoes, be it the gushing geysers, be it the mud pots, or um, one of the things that really took our, our eye was the glaciers, which just cut pathways through the mountains. It's the most stunning lands- landscape that does cannot leave you um, unaffected by the great beauty of nature.
0: As I say, I can't imagine many people have been there. So you you're sort of treading on ground that other people haven't seen. Did you feel like that when you're there? We talk about places like Cuba and the Galapagos that you know not a lot of tourists get to go to. Do you sense that when you? You're in Iceland?
2: We sensed it very much. Um, from the time I stepped out of the airport and the uh, clean, fresh air. Of Iceland mm. hit our face, we knew that we were in for something absolutely spectacular. Um, uh, three quarters of the population um, there live in Reykjavik, the capital. So when you circumnavigate it, like we were lucky enough mm. to do, uh, and you see the modern city, but then you see the incredible fishing uh, little ports, um, you realize how lucky you are. And to be able to Uh, just step off um, the boat um, either by going um, by a zodiac or um, being able to just pull up at the actual uh, fishing village and and then walking along the cliff faces um, and seeing the amazing puffin colonies and mm. seeing the, uh, the the whales in, in a lot of places, yep. was, we was just so lucky.
0: Just getting right back to nature with that nice crisp air. Kevin, put us back in a geography class for a second. Where is it? How do we get there? We all have a rough idea. If we're picturing a map in our minds of where Iceland is, how do you get there? Um, I'm racking my brains
1: too at the moment, but uh, it is out in the North Sea, all on its own, surrounded by water. Um, it is uh, due west of Norway or mm-hmm. Scandinavia, yep. and it's to the northwest of uh, the UK. Okay, um, It's about a three-hour flight from Reykjavik to yep. either Oslo, uh,
0: Amsterdam, Copenhagen, or London. Okay. So did you guys come in via London, or how did you get there?
1: Uh, we uh, flew into uh, Oslo via Emirates, Dubai, yep. and then into Oslo. Had um, a night... In Oslo, and then did the three hour flight to Reykjavik the next day. Some of our party uh, were in Copenhagen, and as I said, Amsterdam, but you can get there from, you know, with a a short flight, no more
0: than from Adelaide to Perth. I look at you both, and we haven't known each other long, but uh, do you have that explorer gene in you? Is that what attracted you to this? the chance to get out into nature and see all, as you mentioned, these remarkable wonders of the world?
2: Look, certainly. We, we, we've we been to many places in the world. We've been lucky enough to do that. Um, and therefore, we want to explore and, and find out about other places. So this is the place to go um, if you've done a few of the iconics. Yep. Um, and... Um, we just um, enjoyed it mm. so much. Um, we had, I mean, the, the trip is suited for people who love adventure, mm-hmm. um, people who love nature um, at its best. Yep. It's it's untouched. It's beautiful nature. Uh, lovers of wildlife. I mean, to go in and see the colony of puffin birds is just amazing yep. to see. And we saw them um, in the hundreds, if not Almost thousand, wow. I would say.
0: What about history buffs? Is Kevin a... Who was the cartoon? The Viking cartoon? Asterix? Or is it that Asterix. kind of... Oh, I thought you were talking about Hagar the Horrible. Hagar the <laughs> Horrible. That's the one. Is it? Is there a bit of that too? You, you sense that when you're walking around? Um, there's, a, there's a lot of Viking history present yep. um, in
1: Iceland. Um, uh, it's very steeped in mythology um, and it's based on... Uh, celtic beliefs um uh, norse uh, legends etc yep. uh, etc cetera, et cetera, to the extent that 80 percent of the population
0: believe in trolls and yeah. elves julie you were telling me this before the podcast started that they genuinely it's 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 not a it's not game of thrones it's not sort of lord of the rings there is a genuine belief in this area about the trolls and the elves.
2: Absolutely, they They even to the point believe that there's hidden folk in the hills and they will come down. If you you do something wrong, they'll come down at night and they will mess with you. And they have this great, great belief in this to the point that we'll be driving along in a bus mm. and for no reason um, the road is curving. And it is believed that the hidden people came down at night and moved the road. And uh, there's such a belief. And they do say, I don't know if I can say this, but they say, don't piss off the hidden people.
0: Well, you can't do that, Kevin. That would ruin your trip. I guess it's like if you go to New Orleans, they're very into the voodoo. You know, that's sort of what makes that part of the world. I guess it's the same here in Iceland
1: very much so and, and i think of those 80% that do believe in them believe so yep. because what if i'm proved wrong down the track yeah. so uh, yeah. so <laughs> they uh, e- even though they uh, there is some suspicion and doubt yep. but uh, they say no we believe it just in case we never know what's
0: around the corner yeah, you wouldn't want to be the first person would you you showed me a map of where you went on your travel it's fair to say some of the location names are a little difficult to pronounce so we'll leave that for the podcast people can do their own research because they use every letter there's, there's not too many vowels I noticed in some of these cities I guess there's one or two but it's right the uh, the letters of the alphabet that uh, in English that we really use
1: like yep. the J's and the G's and the K's and yep. the V's um, yes. they are riddled with <laughs> them in Iceland. Um, uh, There's
0: inflections going up, there's inflections down, down there's the two little dots, which I never know what
1: they mean. Yes, exactly right. But um, surprisingly, when we asked uh, one of the expedition leaders, um, who was from Iceland, um, whether the Mm. children are taught English in school, um, not only do they learn Icelandic from the word go, but uh, in year two, English, in year four, Danish, and then by the time they graduate to high school, they then... Are exposed to another two languages Wow! so they are they're a very
0: intelligent learned race and it's definitely a first world country gee good global citizens aren't they learning six or so language before they get out of school when you talk about what to see in iceland i remember in the 80s Brooke shields was in a film called the blue lagoon is it anything like that the blue lagoon in iceland
2: The blue lagoon is magic. Mm. Um, it's milky chill spa and uh, the water is delivered through the uh, geothermal plant okay. next door. Yep. Um, so the, the water is just so warm, mm. so beautiful and uh, you you go in there's a bit of a ritual to get in they're very very strict about hygiene mm-hmm. and um so you have to actually you've got to be prepared to get naked to get yes. into these
0: first time ever on the podcast we have a nudity warning talk, and i know kevin's very excited to talk about this talkers so we should say first so the blue lagoon is it a swimming area is it a relaxation area or is it just a, a chance to have a dip uh, the Blue Lagoon forms part of what they call the Golden
1: uh, Circle, yeah. um, just out of Reykjavik. Um, so uh, one minute you're um, uh, looking at uh, uh, thermal geysers, yep. uh, uh, mud pools, uh, and then you take them down to um, uh, this amazing Blue Lagoon where the water is you know, a nice 30 degrees uh, full of minerals. Beautiful. Yep. Um, uh, it, Probably has become a bit touristy. They've yep. built a hotel near there, but um, supposedly the water of the Blue Lagoon has got restorative powers and uh, can make women look 10 years younger once they've applied their look mud pack. Surely. <laughs> Well, that's what I thought when I came home. People were saying, who's this woman you've brought
0: back home with you? Julie's daughter has come back from Iceland. So tell us about the nudity. What do we need to get our kid off to get into the Blue Lagoon?
1: Uh, As Julie mentioned, uh, they are quite uh, uh, zealous with their hygiene. And so, yes, before you can bathe in the Blue Lagoon with your bathers on, you need to go and have a shower. So it just means... um, stripping off yep. and uh, taking your togs and a towel into a shower and in some places they are just open showers uh, at the Blue Lagoon though yep. they yep. do have uh, cubicles um, okay, so it's a yes bit but of it's, modesty. it's a little bit of an experience but uh, for those who have um, perhaps read The Lonely Planet yep. uh, they do give you a fair warning in there that um, it's
0: coming uh, yes yes how did you go with that, Julie? I mean, you guys are seasoned travellers. You wouldn't mind getting nude in front of public. What's the matter, Julie? We're all the same.
2: Well, not quite. <laughs> not not in Australia. We're not quite used to that no. in, in most in most cases. But um, certainly, it's all part of the experience. And uh, um, and really, you realise when it happened to me, hmm. I realised that. Um, I wasn't going to see these people ever again, so yep. it really didn't matter, and we we're all in the same boat. So um, it was just a, a, a wonderful experience. And you go into this lovely area, you put your uh, face pack on, yep. uh, which is the mud that that restores your face, and uh, and then you go up to the uh, to the bar and you have your glass of champagne and celebrate there. Yep. It's just uh, it's it's a very relaxing. Um, stimulating thing mm. to do.
0: Breaking new ground on the podcast. Never talked about nudity before. Make for an interesting slide night at the Williams house. Hey, uh, how did you get there? In terms of how did you get around? What I know you're on a ship, and there's also the opportunity, I guess, to get out and drive around Iceland as well. But can you talk us through that? Yes, we
1: did what they call an expedition cruise uh, on board the Ocean Diamond. Uh, Travel Marvel had uh, chartered this boat. Uh, and then filled it um, with uh, expedition uh, leaders uh, from a group called Noble Caledonia. and uh, the expedition leaders were all experts in their own various fields, you know be it geology, yep. marine biology, uh, ornithology. Um, and so they are the ones that made the expedition trip uh, just so breathtaking with the knowledge. Big uh, ship, small ship, how many people? Uh, the ship itself uh, is a ship that was built in the 70s. It's been refurbed a couple of times, latterly 2012. Um, we've uh, travelled widely and uh, we were more than happy with it. It has stabilisers. Yep. I'm sure people out there are thinking, oh, uh, Iceland surrounded yeah. by water. <laughs> uh, I get seasick in the bathtub. Yep. Um, I did take a travel sickness tablet each night and uh, did not get sick at all. The uh, captain on the boat would always warn whenever we were facing rough water or we were turning into the wind, which may cause the boat to move a bit. And so we had plenty of warning, but uh, majority of the time uh, uh, it was fine. People can also, uh, if they want to fly to Reykjavik, hire a van or a bus. uh, And uh, there's a road now that um, circumnavigates Iceland as well. And so you can uh, go and do your own thing if... That's your bent.
0: Is it a big place? Could you circumnavigate it in a day or a, a few days? Or a wh- I know I'm just trying to think of my experience. We did it on one of the islands of Hawaii, and it took maybe four or five hours. You could get right around the island itself. Is it, how big is Iceland? You couldn't do it in a day.
1: Um, no, no, uh, far it's, too big. It's a big place. It is possibly. Um, I'll have to stand corrected, but yep. maybe about the size of Tasmania. Okay. So imagine trying to drive around. Yeah, that's a little Tassie. tough. Yeah
0: yeah okay I'm still stuck on the blue lagoon. Um, <laughs> tell us about the ship Julie on board because the, the beauty of cruising now and and be it expedition or I guess you know open water cruising as well is that the the opportunity for things to do on the ship be it the education that Kevin spoke about or entertainment or food mm-hmm. sometimes you don't want to get off uh, how was that how was that experience? Oh,
2: the ship was wonderful um, the expedition leaders would every night come and sit at different tables so that they were sharing their um, their knowledge with people who wanted to to um, really learn more Um, the food on board the ship was stunning Uh, the entertainment we had a a a man from melbourne uh, named caesar and he was the best piano player and singer and um, so he was able to cut across all ages And whether they were real party animals wanting to party on to the wee hours of the morning (laughs) or go to bed at 9.30 at night and take him in at 4pm in the afternoon, um, they had all bases coverage.
0: Sounds like a great trip. So there's adventure, there's education, there's a tiny bit of nudity, and then there's partying at the end of the day. I know. That's all you need to put on the brochure <laughs> right there, Kevin and Julie. Before we let you go, and again, we thank you for doing this for us. You've got the ears of people. Tell them on the back of your experience why they need to see Iceland in their lifetime.
2: It's the for me. It was the natural beauty um, to see the just the um, stunning land of fire and ice that iceland is um, and to be able to experience it to walk there to walk where people don't normally walk was what really excites me
0: you sort of feel like you're in rare air a little bit because not many people get to
2: rare very clean air
0: how good is that and kevin if you could send a message to people that i mean maybe it's not on people's bucket list but after hearing this they might say you know what we've done europe and we've done asia maybe this is something different that we'd like to experience
1: uh, exactly right. We are in the same boat. Uh, we experienced the Kimberley uh, expedition cruise uh, in 2016 and uh, that was something completely different to what we've ever done before. And so when this opportunity arose to go to Iceland and do another expedition cruise, uh, we just jumped in with both feet because you are out there doing something rather than just sitting passively yep. and uh, watching the world go by but uh, you can actually get in uh, get down get dirty and uh, just enjoy everything that the, the expedition team have got to
0: offer just before we let you go how good are your photos because i can imagine this would be a real photographic kind of trip
2: kev's an excellent photographer Ooh, i've got yeah. to say and um, i think you'll be very suitably Excellent. impressed yeah. thank
0: you so much for sharing your experiences with us if you want to find out more about iceland you can do so at phil hopman travel we have 10 offices right around adelaide pht.com.au and of course you can keep checking the social media channels my guests today julie and kevin williams thank you so much just be careful with that 10 year things you'll, you'll be like benjamin button you'll be going backwards well i'm
2: going to russia in oh. uh two weeks And I understand I'll come back 10 years younger from there too.
0: People think you're hanging out with your granddaughter, Kevin, Uh, if you're not.
1: (laughs)
2: Exactly right.
0: Thank you so much for joining me.